Good morning, football fans, and welcome to this episode of Morning Kickoff, a weekly show where we cover all news football. I'm your host, Matt Witt, and today we are live on from Minneapolis, Minnesota, on the Morning Kickoff YouTube channel. You can come check us out every Monday and Thursday morning around 9 o'clock Central. Now, we're like an hour late today, but it's okay. I don't like being this late because I don't like when my show kind of collides with the Pat McAfee show because... I'll give him credit where credit is due. Pat McAfee show is a lot more entertaining than mine, so I like to do mine before his. But at the same time, we are still live here. Uh, we usually live at 9 a.m. Central Time, Monday and Thursday. And we, you, you can listen to all the pre-recorded podcasts wherever you get your podcast. Today is February 17, 2022, one day removed since Kevin O'Connell has been officially named the Minnesota Vikings next head coach. Not only Kevin O'Connell, but they have also named some other names, such as Ed Donatel being named our defensive coordinator as of 10 minutes ago, according to Courtney Cronin, and also Mike Petit also is named our uh, now our defensive coach, uh, assistant coach on top of that. On top of the Vikings actually naming Kevin O'Connell as their next head coach, they are set to interview uh, Thomas Brown to be their next offensive coordinator uh, to be. Uh, offensive coordinator with Kevin O'Connell. Now, Kevin O'Connell is going to be the play caller and the mind behind our offense, but it's good to bring someone in that he's worked with in the past, such as with the Rams, who Thomas Brown was their uh, running back coach for the last two years and also their assistant head coach. So we're going to talk about all this on today's episode. We'll also talk about some Deshaun Watson rumors, possibly Maybe we see a Vikings with Watson trade coming, and we're also going to be taking a look at this upcoming free agency class. This free agency about a kickoff. We have a lot going on in the football world that we're going to talk about on today's episode of Morning Kickoff. I hope you all enjoy. Do you enjoy listening to this podcast? If you don't, that's totally fine. But if you do and would like to help out, there will be a link in the description that will bring you to my merch store. At this store, we sell t-shirts, sweatshirts, and mugs, and all of the profit earned will go towards the production of this podcast. Thank you all. And enjoy the show. According to Fowler, Deshaun Watson has showed interest in the Vikings organization, not only the Vikings, but also Tampa Bay. So here we are back to talking about the quarterback position for the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to take these off um, back to talking about the quarterback position for the Vikings. We talked about it a little already, and we've talked about the Kirk Cousins situation, how the Vikings have said that they're going to stick with Kirk Cousins. It doesn't mean that they're going to stick with Kirk Cousins. And we talked about this on the past if you'd like to check that out. But typically in situations like these, you don't want to see your team say that you're going to give Kirk Cousins away. You want them to say that you're going to stick with Kirk Cousins. That way you can get leverage in the trade. However, what is happening here is the Vikings are interested in looking for a new uh, quarterback. It's somewhere out in the world right now that the Vikings are looking to getting a new quarterback and Deshaun Watson has showed interest in the Vikings. Now, I've talked about the Deshaun Watson uh, situation before. Including one year ago today, we were talking about Deshaun Watson potentially being traded to another team. And I was saying how the Vikings should bring in Deshaun Watson. Why? Because, okay, well, we're not, we're going to look at it a little bit different right now. So uh, obviously you can't just dismiss the fact that he has as many allegations as he does and that he's not the biggest leader in the world. So there's a lot of uh, issues, a lot of red flags with Deshaun Watson. However, what makes Watson so great is talent alone. Just look at talent in quarterback. That's it. Just look at their ta how they are uh, on the field, their talent alone. Deshaun Watson is the third best quarterback in football. If you're just looking at straight talent alone, he's the third best quarterback only behind Rodgers and Mahomes. And he has showed interest in this Vikings organization. Now, the problem is, of course, his allegations. Is Deshaun Watson ever going to be allowed to play in football again? Because he has 22 sexual assault allegations, including 10 women who have filed um, uh, criminal complaints against him as well. And not only that, but he missed the entire 2021 season. I mean, we didn't get to see how he looked this last season. So one year ago today, we were talking about Deshaun Watson being worth three first round draft picks. Now we're talking about Deshaun Watson being worth a third round draft pick. And that's it. Okay, guys. Deshaun Watson, you can get him for a third-round draft pick. I'm all in for that. And I've talked about it many times how the Vikings have to look to a new quarterback. Whether they go in free agency or whether they go, they go in the draft this year or next year, Vikings have to look to a new quarterback. Why? Because this has simply not worked under the Kirk Cousins, uh, under the last four years with Kirk Cousins. As we've missed that playoffs, we haven't won a division all four years and only made one playoff appearance within those four years where we didn't make it far into the playoffs. So I believe there is no question whether you're a Kirk Cousins lover or a Kirk Cousins hater or like me and you just want to see the Vikings win, you have to look to a new quarterback. You just have to in the situation like this. And 
Deshaun Watson wanting to come to your organization makes complete sense. Why? Because we have such elite playmakers. He's going to come to a team where he'll have better receivers than he's ever played with. In, well, okay, I guess he played with DeAndre Hopkins. Other than DeAndre Hopkins, he's coming here and playing with Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. Like he hasn't been a situation like that in his entire career. So he'd come here and he's going to look better than he did with Texan. Now, here's the problem. And the biggest issue with him, is he ever going to play? Because you don't want to make a trade for a quarterback who's going to be your franchise quarterback, who is one of the most talented quarterbacks in football. You don't want to make a trade for him if he's never going to actually play. Because he has, here's the thing, he has said that he's innocent. However, <laughs> I mean, 22 sexual assault allegations and 10 criminal complaints I believe a majority of us don't believe him when he says that he's innocent. Whether some of them are lying, whether some are not, I believe that there is something wrong here because this just doesn't magically appear with uh, someone's record. So if I were Quasi, if I was the Vikings organization, I'm happy. I'm stoked that he wants to come to your team. Because here's the thing, Vikings fans, you don't have to trade for him yet. You have an entire offseason to see how things go. As of right now, Deshaun Watson has a no-trade clause on his contract, so they can't give us the contract that he has right now, meaning they're going to have to give him a new contract that has a trade clause, waive the no-trade clause, and hopefully we can get him for less money than he is actually worth because Deshaun Watson is the second highest paid or the second highest contract in the NFL right now and has, I believe, a $40 million cap hit next year, which, yes, I've talked about that you when you pay a quarterback that much money, they need to be amazing. Well, Deshaun Watson has showed that he can be. Now, here's the thing, Vikings fans. Do not trade for him yet. We cannot look to the Vikings trading for Deshaun Watson yet. As of right now, Kirk Cousins is still under contract with us. We have to first realize what we're going to do with Kirk Cousins and then look to what how or how we're going to fill Kirk Cousins' role. So <clears throat> with this situation, and you have to wait for it to unfold because right now you have no clue what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson this offseason. He didn't play all of last year. He didn't play a single snap. Even though he was healthy, he didn't play a single snap because the Texans were worried about what would happen with Deshaun Watson. And the reason why he's not on the commissioner's exempt list, I can't even tell you because I'm surprised because from the laws that they have, I'm surprised that he's still making as much money that he's making. So the issue is there's so many red flags with Deshaun Watson, but the upside is huge, you guys. It's huge. He can bring us to a Super Bowl, and we can get him for, what, a third-round draft pick? A second-round draft pick? Like, we don't have to give up much for him anymore. One year ago today, I was talking about that I would give up three first-round draft picks for him. As of right now, we don't have to do that. We can give up barely anything for Deshaun Watson, but we're going to obviously have to wait to see how this offseason goes. Do not trade for Watson yet because you have no clue if he's going to be allowed to play next year. If he is allowed to play, you can bring him in. Now, here's the thing. I've talked about Deshaun Watson being the third best quarterback talent-wise because I believe he is. When you look at talent alone, he's the third best quarterback, only behind Mahomes and Rodgers. However, there is so much more to a quarterback than talent alone. When you're a quarterback, you have to be a leader. When you're a quarterback, you have to win your locker room. When you're a quarterback, you have to perform under pressure. You have to be able to make plays under pressure. Now, that is what we have seen him do. However, can he be a leader? Can he rally up a locker room of 53 guys and lead him to a Super Bowl? That is the question there. Because it's so hard to win a locker room. It's so hard to rally up all these guys. When you're not a very lovable guy. You really aren't with how many sexual assault allegations that you have and uh, the criminal complaints. It's almost obvious that there's something not right with them. There's something not right with them. And it's going to be hard for him to rally up a group of guys when <clears throat> there's as many red flags as he does. And that is one of the biggest roles when it comes to quarterback is just being a leader. <clears throat> you have to be a leader. You're, you have to have your team rally around you. And this is something we haven't seen Kirk do much of. I mean, Kirk might be a captain. Yeah, he might have a C on his chest. At the end of the day, do you feel like he's a complete leader? Is he a first in, first in, last out type of guy? Not from what I've heard. I mean, I haven't heard a bunch of bad things about him. But when you don't hear a lot of good things about him, that is usually a bad thing. So when you look at Deshaun Watson, he might be one of the most talented quarterbacks. But is it worth trading for now? Absolutely not. The Vikings have to wait in this offseason and wait to see how things unfold. Another name mentioned that's been raised uh, around is Kyler Murray. I mean, who would have thought we'd be talking about Kyler Murray potentially being traded right now? Now, I highly doubt that they would trade within their conference. It is a very, very low chance that we see Kyler Murray come to Minnesota after 
obviously how many AFC teams need quarterbacks right now. I mean, there's so many AFC teams that are a quarterback away from competing, like Denver Broncos, uh, like the Cleveland Browns, like the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's a lot of teams in the AFC that would love to have Kyler Murray come to their team. But think about it, Vikings fans. If Deshaun Watson comes to, into our organization, now, yes, he is a 40, $40 million cap hit. It's a lot of money, but I believe with his talent, it is worth it. If he comes into our organization, if his um, if if this kind of damples down, if he is proven innocent, now, I guess it wouldn't really happen this offseason, but if it's looking promising that he will play for the next decade, that he will play for time to come, because let's not forget, he is very young, and we've seen quarterbacks play till they're 44 now, so Tom Brady just... He has another 15 years of, of football in him um, if he is allowed to play going forward. So we don't really know how this situation with Deshaun Watson is going to go. But what we do know is that it is such good news that he's showing interest in the Vikings organization and that now we can look to the future because I would much rather trade for a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, who you know is already going to be great, than taking risk on someone in the first round of the draft. It is so risky, especially with this upcoming draft class. You have absolutely no clue what to expect from anybody buddy that you're taking. And this is why I've said many times how I'm very fond, fond of the uh, idea of bringing in a quarterback for the Vikings but not in the first round. It's just not worth it where the Vikings are sitting at 12. Now there's a lot of great names, Kenny Pickett, Matt Coral. I mean, there's a lot of great names that Vikings can bring in, but it's just so risky at the 12th overall pick when you have as many needs as you have as the Vikings right now. And we don't forget we all, what are we 12, 14 million over the cap. So we can't fill all these needs in free agency. And we're going to have to look to that first round of the draft to bringing in someone who can be a day one starter, not a quarterback who's going to sit behind a veteran and eventually see what he can do. So, I'm fine with that in the second round. I'm fine with that in the third round. But at the end of the day, we still need to give Kellen Mond a shot. I mean, Kellen Mond, I don't see him being a star anytime, but I can see him being a future starter somewhere. Now, judging off of his tape in Texas A&M, yes, he's played, what, like five snaps in the NFL? So we haven't seen really what he's able to do in football so far. But uh, judging off of his tape in the NFL uh, or in the in college, He's got potential. He's got some big upside. They've mentioned that they're going to stick with Kirk Cousins. And I've said many times, take that sentence with a grain of salt. Do not hear that they're going to stick with Kirk Cousins and actually believe that. Because we've seen this situation go over and over and over with the Vikings. The reason why you say that you're going to stick with a quarterback like Kirk Cousins is because you want to get leverage in a trade. Yes, they might be serious and actually stick with him. However, at the end of the day, even though the Vikings might want to stick with Kirk Cousins, if you get offered two first-round draft picks for Kirk Cousins from the Indianapolis Colts, how are you not going to take that? Or Indianapolis Colts or Denver Broncos or Pittsburgh Steelers or Cleveland Browns. How do you not take that? It's not like you're going to stick with Kirk Cousins. It means that you're going to stick with Kirk Cousins until you get the right offer. Let's not forget we were in the same situation with Stephon Diggs. Vikings said they were going to stick with Stephon Diggs. And then they got offered a great offer from the Buffalo Bills and took that. And I believe right now the Vikings did actually win that trade when looking at it uh, from two years ago to today because we got Justin Jefferson out of that trade. And I'd much rather have Jefferson than Diggs right now. On top of that, the Percy Harvin situation. I mean, this wasn't long ago. Percy Harvin was also on our team and seemed to not be happy. And the Vikings said that they were going to stick with him. And they traded him to Seahawks. Vikings also won that trade. So I believe if you get two first round draft picks for Kirk Cousins, you honestly cannot lose that trade. That is a win for the Vikings, hands down, and it would be stupid to turn that down. It'd be very dumb to turn that down. LOG, LGD, LGKDOC says, agree with you, allegations out of way. Everything in this scenario wouldn't trade anything more than a third for him. 100%. Because, yes, it is so risky. I get it. It is so risky to trade for Kirk Cousins, or to trade, uh, for, um, to trade for Deshaun Watson right now. It is such a risky trade with... The fact that you don't even know if he's going to be allowed to play. He might be on the commissioner's exempt list next year. You have no clue if he's going to actually play next year. However, what you do know is from what we've seen from him do in the past, he is one of the most talented quarterbacks in football. He can bring that talent to Minnesota. Uh, maybe the most talented quarterback we've ever seen come to this organization, and we can make a Super Bowl run out of it. Now, it is very risky, especially right now. But a third-round draft pick for Deshaun Watson? I mean... All things aside, I would take that. I would take that. I said he's the third most talented quarterback in football. I will take that, especially if it's just a third-round draft pick. I was talking about a year ago to this date, we were talking about on the show, about the Vikings giving up three first-round draft picks, and I was fine with that. Now you can give up a third for him because of all that's happened with him in the last year? I mean, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. I want, I want a Super Bowl. 
I don't know about you guys, but I want to win. And that is a huge upgrade from Kirk Cousins. Massive upgrade from Kirk Cousins. Oh, it's going to be so fun to watch. It's going to be so fun. It doesn't matter who's our quarterback next year. This Vikings team is going to be so entertaining to watch. Because it, we're going to be a pass-heavy team because of Kevin O'Connell. Because of who is, uh, who is going to be your, whoever's going to be your offensive coordinator, whether it's this running back coach or not. Whoever's going to be our offensive coordinator, we're going to be a pass-heavy team. And we have not seen this with the Vikings in so long, you guys. It is going to be so fun to watch. And Justin Jefferson, I'm so happy that he's excited about Kevin O'Connell. Because if there's one thing we were all worried about as Vikings fans was if Jeff Justin Jefferson actually wants to stay with our team. Because uh, we've seen that he's kind of shown some disinterest in the Vikings team. And what I think that it is, it's not just disinterest in the Vikings. It's just... He hates losing. So now he's coming in and he's going to get targets. Oh, it feels so good, Vikings fans. I love the hire so much. And I've talked about the Kevin O'Connell hiring being such a great hire for some time now. And I would much rather have him than Jim Harbaugh. And all the Rams have vouched for him too. Now it got a little bit, I'm so happy that it's official now because it did get a little bit scary when we heard about Sean McVay potentially retiring. Why was there rumors about Sean McVay retiring? The dude's like 36. I don't know why there was rumors about him retiring, but that got a little scary because... If I was Kevin O'Connell, I'd probably rather stay with the Rams than come to Minnesota, if I'm going to be honest. So it's good to know that he's going to stay there and that uh, he will actually come into our organization. AJ Green says Malik Willis is my guy. I love Malik Willis. I do. I just don't 12th overall pick love Malik, uh, Malik Willis. I would love to get the guy in the second round or maybe trade up into the late first round. See, I'm fine with that. I'm not against the Vikings taking a quarterback in this draft. I'm against the Vikings taking a quarterback in this draft at 12th overall. That's what I'm against with especially how many needs we have. Jordan Hawthorne says, hey, just found your channel a few days ago. Elite content. Thanks. I appreciate it. I appreciate all the support, you guys. I love talking Vikings football. I love talking football. This is my passion, and it's going to be super fun to watch this offseason. This is one of the most entertaining offseasons ever. Because usually in in um when we hit offseason like this, and especially after free agency, you have that, what, two months until the draft? I mean, there's nothing really to talk about. There is so much content, you guys, when it comes to Vikings right now. Because especially with these rumors coming out with Deshaun Watson now coming to play here. We have uh, Kyler Murray's situation with him. And then obviously all these coaching hirings that we have going on. We don't know who our offensive coordinator is going to be. Now we are going to hire this. Uh, or we are going to interview this uh, Thomas Brown guy with the the Rams running back coach. Uh, but yeah, he'll likely come in as our offensive coordinator, and it'll be good to see someone come in who's worked with Kevin O'Connell in the past, and they know that they can work together. A little questionable on whether Kirk's going to play here or not. I mean, really, they've said that they're going to stick with him, but take that with a grain of salt. I mean, yes, it's bad news, but at the end of the day, it doesn't mean that he's going to stick with our team. And we talked about this a little a bit already. And there's also so many big names hitting free agency. Like, you guys, it's not just the Vikings. How about the fact that the Packers are going to lose Devontae Adams and, and, and possibly Aaron Rodgers? I mean, how are they going to afford Devontae Adams? He's not going to return with the team. Aaron Rodgers is likely out of their team. I mean, there's so many things going on with the NFC North, and it's so interesting. You have no clue what's going on. And then with the with the Bears and Lions, I mean, they're the Bears and Lions. Our division is wide open. Imagine if we have Deshaun Watson next year. I mean, no question we're winning our division. Absolutely no question about that. Assuming Deshaun Watson stays healthy and he still is able to play and able to play like he was a couple years ago, we're winning our division and making a run in the playoffs, especially with how weak this NFC is looking right now. I mean, Tom Brady just left. Sean Payton just left. The, a the NFC South sucks. The NFC West is the only tough conf is the only tough division in the NFC right now. The rest of the divisions are wide open, especially NFC South, who just uh, Saints are looking terrible. Saints are going to get a top three overall pick this next year. That's my bold prediction. I honestly think the Saints are completely screwed the situation that they're in. They're completely screwed. There's no way their offense is going to look good without uh, Sean Payton in charge of them. And they're in cap hell right now. One of the worst cap situations I've ever seen. And now we're going to talk about the top 10 free agent, uh, free agents entering the 2022 free agency class. Now, there are some big name free agents. We have Devontae Adams hitting free agency this year. That might be the best non-quarterback I've ever seen hit free agency since the first edition of the show. So that's incredible. And not only that, but you have multiple big name wide receivers hitting free agency, offensive linemen. I mean, this is such an interesting free agency class. Not good when it comes to quarterbacks, which 
is why we're going to see some big blockbuster quarterback trades of this offseason. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers. These are some names to watch out for that could be traded. We're going to see Jimmy Garoppolo either traded or cut. He's not going to go back with the 49ers. Uh, so we're going to see a lot of quarterbacks kind of go around. It'll be quarterback dominoes uh, when it comes to trades. Not great ones when it comes to the quarterback free agency class, I believe right now. Marcus Mariota is probably the best one. But we're going to take a look at the top 10 free agents, in my opinion, and landing spots for them. Starting off with Jesse Bates. Now, Jesse Bates coming off of a Super Bowl. I believe he did get an interception on the Super Bowl as well. Jesse Bates, my favorite safety right now, and is I believe he's only 25. Is he going to be entering this uh, upcoming free agency class? Bengals are not going to let Jesse Bates go. I just don't believe it's going to happen. Jesse Bates is a player who needs to stay on their defense because that secondary needs all the help they can get. And losing a talented player like Bates would be a big loss on their defense. Him playing alongside Von Bell has been a very solid safety duo as well. And they're going to be good for some time to go, for some time to come. Jesse Bates should not want to leave the Bengals organization. If he does, he'll likely go to play uh, somewhere and maybe ring chase Patriots is always a good spot for defensive players to go on top of that he can go to the Chiefs as well Chiefs do need help on their secondary and we saw that secondary for the Chiefs it was one of the worst in football and arguably the biggest reason why they did not make the Super Bowl this year was because of that secondary on the Chiefs team but yeah, Bates should 100% stay with the Bengals. I mean, why would you want to leave a team that is going to be even better next year than they were this year and they made the Super Bowl this year? So they're going to be even better next year. There's no reason why Bates would want to leave. On top of that, Carlton Davis. Now, Carlton Davis is another player who I have in my top 10. There's a big market for Carlton Davis right now because he is he's the second best corner entering this free agency class. On top of that, he's the youngest guy. Meaning there is a big, there's going to be a uh, Carlton Davis sweepstakes among the NFL because you want these young corners to help your team rebuild, to help your team going forward. Now, I don't believe the Buccaneers are going to let Carlton Davis go. Carlton Davis, cornerback for the Bucs, has been solid when healthy. Now, he has suffered with a lot of injuries, which is going to kind of cut his contract down a little bit. But I don't believe he should want to leave the Buccaneers team as even though Tom Brady's gone, they could just bring in someone in free agency and they're still going to probably win their division next year from how weak that division looks right now. So I believe Carlton Davis should want to stick with the Buccaneers team. If not, he can go and ring chase, go somewhere like the Bengals or Chargers. Uh, some team that could definitely respect him, pay him a lot of money that has a lot of cap space and go be their starting corner. He should go to play with the Bengals. That would, oh man, that'd be so good to see. Bengals are just all young players. Everybody on that team seems to be under the age of 28 and yet they make a Super Bowl. They're completely ruining the theory about uh, veteran players is important because uh, they're, they're the best under pressure. Well, the Bengals just completely ruined that theory. Is Joe Burrow is one of the best quarterbacks this last season under pressure and, lot of, and led his team to a Super Bowl. Jamar Chase, one of the best, again, one of the best um, wide receivers this last year, and he was on his rookie season. So they're completely bashing that entire theory, and Carlton Davis can come there and be another young player on their team. I'd like to see my Vikings to try to join that uh, those sweepstakes. We don't have much cap space, though. And then on top of that, Orlando Brown. So Chiefs should not let Orlando Brown go. One of the best free agent signings of the 2020, uh, 2021 free agency class was the Chiefs bringing in Orlando Brown. They were arguably the worst offensive line in the 2020 season and in this last offseason bringing in Orlando Brown and bringing in Kareem Humphrey completely changed that offensive line and was a huge huge difference maker for them this last season why they didn't make the Super Bowl and that mostly is due to defense it was good to see Patrick Mahomes get a lot more time inside the pocket and Orlando Brown was a big key maker on that offensive line for them and they should not let him go. Chiefs, I believe, have around $3 million of cap space, so this would put them uh, over the cap if they do bring Orlando Brown back, but I believe it is worth it. If he does go somewhere else, he can get paid. If or if the Chiefs don't pay Orlando Brown, he'll go get paid somewhere, uh, one of these teams that are trying to protect their young quarterbacks, like the Jaguars, who... who. Trevor Lawrence needs help. Trevor Lawrence needs help. And Orlando Brown protecting his blind side would be huge for them. Also, uh, him going to play with the Dolphins as well. He wouldn't see if he played left tackle, though. He wouldn't be a blind side blocker for the Dolphins as uh, two as a left-handed quarterback. But still going to play for one of these teams. I mean, you have a lot of young quarterbacks out there. Maybe Joe Burrow. I mean, bring him with the Bengals. There's, the Bengals have a lot of cap space for because. Uh, a lot of their star players are on the rookie contract. They have a lot of money to work with and could bring in Orlando Brown as well. I believe the most possible situation for him to go to would be going back to the Chiefs, though, because the Chiefs would be dumb to let Orlando Brown go for how great of a season he had. On top of that, we have Mike Williams. Like I said, this wide receiver class is ridiculous. I mean, the fact that Mike Williams is... We got Mike Williams on this list. We got Devontae Adams coming in hit free agency. Allen Robinson didn't even make the list. That guy's going to hit free agency. Chris Godwin. I mean, there's a lot of 
big name wide receivers that are hitting free agency that are going to get paid. And one of those players are Mike Williams, who's coming off of a tremendous season. Now, I don't think anybody, I don't think the Chargers are going to let Mike Williams go. It wouldn't be smart. The connection between Justin Herbert and Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, like this was elite the last two seasons. And you should bring back Mike Williams. If I was the Chargers, I would bring back Mike Williams to be on your offense. On top of that, there is a lot of teams that are looking for wide receivers right now. Obviously the Bears. I mean, the, Allen Robinson, we know is not going to go back to the Bears. Justin Herbert or Justin, uh, Justin Fields needs someone to work with. And Mike Williams would be a perfect fit for the Bears. On top of that, Raiders, now we know what happened with the Raiders. I mean, they're in desperate need. They're in desperate need of a wide receiver right now, especially with Derek Carr. Why would you not want to play with Derek Carr? He throws one of the best deep balls in football, and he throws a fastball as well. I believe a, if you're a wide receiver hitting free agency right now, you should want to go play in Vegas, and that is a tough conference as well to play in, but you should want to go play in Vegas with uh, Derek Carr as your quarterback because he might be he's our He's a very underrated quarterback, very underrated quarterback, and he throws a beautiful deep ball for Mike Williams if he wanted to go play there. Another player is Chandler Jones. Now, Chandler Jones, linebacker for the for the Cardinals now, stud, absolute stud when it comes to rushing the passer. I mean, he can go wherever he wants to go, and I believe he should go to one of these uh, defense-heavy teams and be their number one pass rusher, like the Cleveland Browns. Could you imagine if Chandler Jones went to play for the Cleveland Browns? That is my number one pick for them right now. Because if he went there and go for play with Miles Garrett, maybe they keep Jadavion Clowney on top of that. I mean, that is a stud of a pass rushing team. And the Browns are one of those teams where they, they can make a run. They can make a run in the playoffs with the right defense because their defense is already great. Just continue to add to that defense in this free agency and they'll make a run for a, for a potential Super Bowl try to maybe Super Bowl run. Now we've been talking about this for the Browns. Let's not forget it is the Browns and it is Baker Mayfield, but still defense can definitely uh, win you your division when you play in the, uh, in the AFC North. Oh, but they do have the Bengals in that division as well. That's a tough division actually, but Chandler Jones going to the Browns would be a uh, perfect situation. Obviously him staying with the Cardinals is another spot. I don't believe the Cardinals are going to do what they can to keep Chandler Jones though. I believe they're going to try to keep their money to keep these uh, players on offense and extend their contracts. I believe Kyler Murray set for a contract extension. Um, or else they can pick up his fifth-year option, one of the two. And then DeAndre Hopkins should be set for a contract as well. Uh, but you also have teams like the Colts, who are another defense-heavy team that could use Chandler Jones and could bring them onto their team. I love the idea of Chandler Jones going to the Cleveland Browns, though. That is my number one spot. That's Oh, that would be so fun to watch. That Browns defense would be so fun to watch with Chandler Jones. Not only Chandler Jones, but another edge rusher, linebacker, one of the top in the NFL, Von Miller, is going to hit free agency. So Von Miller just won a Super Bowl with the Rams, his second Super Bowl in his for, in his uh, Hall of Fame career so far, and it can go really wherever he wants to go. Just like Chandler Jones, I want to see. Uh, oh wait, I, I put the wrong one. Oh, I I, I realized I have an error here. So that's Von Miller. Uh, I would like Von Miller to go to the same teams though: Browns, Cardinals, Colts. Go to one of these uh, pass-heavy teams, these pass-rushing teams that could definitely help them out on the defensive side of the ball. I just want. Browns to get Chandler Jones or Von Miller. That would be such a good addition to their defense. I realize I have a typo here, though. And then on top of that, the top corner in this upcoming free agency class, J.C. Jackson. Just a tremendous, outstanding season J.C. Jackson just had. I mean, an absolute monster on the defense. And he shouldn't want to go play for anybody else but Bill Belichick. Let's not forget, when you're a defensive player and you leave the Bill Belichick scheme, you're not going to look as good with whatever team you go play for. Look at Stephon Gilmore. I mean, Stephon Gilmore, it doesn't matter who he plays for next year. It doesn't matter who he plays for now. He'll never have as good of a season as he did when he was with the Patriots. If you're J.C. Jackson, you should want to stay with Bill Belichick and that defense. Because the only reason why J.C. Jackson is a household name is because of Bill Belichick. Belichick took him in free agency, turned him into a super uh, superstar. I believe he had the second most interceptions this last season behind Trevon Diggs, who had a ridiculous amount of like, two, what was it, 11 interceptions Trevon Diggs had or something like that. But yeah, J.C. Jackson should want to stay with that Patriots defense because that is Bill Belichick defense and you should not want to leave. If he does leave, he can go get paid somewhere like the Cardinals. Cardinals are a win now team who need help on the secondary. They bring him in, they bring in a player like J.C. Jackson to play on their secondary they could definitely compete in the in the NFC West. That is a tough NFC West now. And right now we have no idea what's going to happen with that Cardinals team because they're a little 
they're a little risky right now. We don't know about that Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray situation like we used to think that they were the best head coach quarterback relationship. Seems to be some tension now, and I don't believe it'd be smart for you to go there if you're trying to ring Chase. So I would stay away from the Cardinals right now, but he could go to play somewhere like the Eagles who can easily take control of the NFC East depending on how Jalen Hurts looks and their entire offense looks going forward. I mean, Jalen Rager is not looking good. He's Jalen Rager is good at one thing, and that's dropping passes. I'm so happy they drafted him instead of Justin Jefferson because, oh man, I would be, I would hate to have Rager on my team if they took Rager instead. And the next up, we have Chris Godwin. Now I've talked about this wide receiver class. I mean, this is ridiculous. And this is why I've said on the show before that the Vikings, there's no way we're going to trade away Adam Thielen. It's just not going to happen. Because anybody looking for a wide receiver can just sign someone in free agency like Chris Godwin, like Devontae Adams, who we're going to have, and like multiple other big-name players entering free agency, these big-name wide receivers entering free agency. This might be one of the best in the last decade in just a ridiculous class. But Chris Godwin can go really wherever he wants to. There's a lot of teams out there that have young quarterbacks who should put their quarterback in the right situation to succeed. One of those teams are the Miami Dolphins right now, who, to a... They say Tua is their guy for the future. Now, he was their, what was it, fifth overall draft pick. So I believe there's no question that they're going to stick with Tua in the 2022 season and hopefully longer than that. But if they want him to succeed, they have to bring in a big name wide receiver like Chris Godwin or really anybody else. So the thing is, yes, I understand that the wide receiver core is solid right now. It's not bad. But if you want to put Tua in the right situation, you got to continue to bring in players like Chris Godwin, who are excellent route runners and excellent after the catch. This is a perfect situation for him to go. If not, he can go to play somewhere like the Indianapolis Colts. Now, Colts is another spot who really need a receiver right now. They desperately need a receiver if they want to compete. I mean, T.Y. Hilton's old. He's an aging player. I mean, he's not going to last much longer. He gets injured just about every year. They need someone to come in and take that wide receiver role, uh, one role over him. Um, as my, as as uh, Pittman is mostly just a wide receiver too right now. And yes, he's amazing after the catch. Don't get me wrong. He's a great route runner and amazing after the catch. But bringing in a player like Chris Godwin can take their wide receiver one role and they'd make a good receiving duo right there. But again, he, he'll likely go back to the Buccaneers. It's the most likely situation because they just lost Antonio Brown. They might lose... Um, Gronk. Gronk will probably not return. He'll probably just retire. Gronk will go up and retire. If Brady is actually gone, Gronk will just go up and retire and they'll bring in a new uh, quarterback to play with them. And maybe we could see Godwin and Mike Evans return. One of the best receiving duos in football. Next, Taron Armstead. Okay, this is interesting. Taron Armstead. 100% no question is going to hit free agency. The Saints do not have the money to bring him back. And this might be the first time we see him hit free agency ever. I don't believe I've ever talked about uh, Taron Armstead hitting free agency, who's been one of the best left tackles in football the last decade. He's going to go somewhere very special. Taron Armstead can go anywhere he wants and make a buttload of money because there's a ton of teams who are looking for a huge left tackle who can protect their franchise guy, protect who they want to be their franchise guy. Who better than the Bengals? Who right now, the Bengals were one of the worst offensive lines this last year, which is why it's mind-blowing that they made it to the Super Bowl. Now, it's not Jonah Williams' fault. Jonah Williams is a solid left tackle. He's a very, he's he's an above-average left tackle, and he can stay playing at left tackle, but they need everybody else. Left guard, right guard, center. They need a new right tackle as well because Riley Reef was injured basically this entire season. They had this Prince guy step out, and you didn't go well with this Prince guy either. So bringing in a player, an already established veteran star like Taron Armstead, who can step in on your offensive line, throw him at left guard, throw him at right tackle, throw him at left tackle and move Jonah Williams. Really whatever you want. That Bengals team has so much salary cap to the point where they just coming off of a Super Bowl run and next year they're going to be an even better team. Watch out for the Cincinnati Bengals because if they just beef up that offensive line, they're going to be good for time to come, and they need new corners as well. So they have a lot of money to work with. They can bring in Carlton Davis and Taron Armstead and J.C. Jackson. They can bring in all three of those players and make a Super Bowl run next year out of it, some young uh, star players, and they're going to make some big signings, some big signings, and that's where teams want, that's where players want to go right now in order to ring chase is the Cincinnati Bengals because they're going to be good for time to come. I would cut off an arm and a leg to be in the situation that the Bengals are in right now. Yes, you just lost a Super Bowl. It feels bad, but you are in such a good position. Taron Armstead would be a stud on the offensive line. You could also see him go somewhere like the Jaguars who they need Lawrence needs more help uh, at quarterback and then Tua needs more help with the Dolphins you also have the Jets who definitely need to give some beef up that offensive line for Zach Wilson there's a lot of teams out there who drafted quarterback top five and did not put their quarterback in a good situation 
like the Jets did, like the Jaguars did, like the Dolphins did. They took a quarterback and just put him in an awful situation, and now they're playing behind a bad offensive line and not a whole bunch of uh, uh, playmakers at wide receiver. So it would be good to see Taron Armstead go for one of these uh, younger teams who have a young quarterback and are looking to uh, quickly rebuild, and they already have their franchise guy, like the Jaguars, who, yes, Trevor Lawrence had an awful rookie season. But he's still gonna try. They're still gonna attempt for him to be their uh, franchise guy. Let's not forget the fact that Drew Brees had an awful rookie season and made a Hall of Fame career out of it. I mean, look at look at Peyton Manning. He had an awful rookie season, Hall of Famer, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. You can't completely judge quarterbacks off of their rookie season because they don't yet know the playbook. They're not used to the offensive scheme yet. They have to adapt, which is why seeing as great of a season as Justin Herbert had his rookie year, I mean, that's a hats off to Justin Herbert. Typically, quarterbacks in the rookie season, you don't see play all that great. And people will say the same about Mac Jones. It's not the same with Mac Jones. Okay, that's built. That's Mac Jones's one job. Hand the ball off and let your running backs win you the game and win the game through defense. And then the number one player hitting this free agency market, Devontae Adams, the best receiver in football. I hate to say that because I'm a huge Vikings fan. I hate to say Devontae Adams the best, but he is. I'll, I'll, I'll give credit where credit is due. This, let the Devontae Adams sweepstakes begin, okay? There are so many teams right now who need a star like Devontae Adams to come play on their team. I don't believe the Vi or I don't believe the Packers will bring Devontae Adams back on their team. They might franchise tag him. Even if the Packers franchise tag Devontae Adams, I still believe he's going to get traded because I don't believe he wants to stick with an organization that's going through a slight rebuild right now. If Aaron Rodgers is gone, why should Devontae Adams want to stay with that team? So I believe Devontae Adams should try free agency out Go out there and see what teams are going to, because teams will give up so much for him, and see what teams will try to get him. Number one, Devontae Adams should want to play with the Raiders. If you are a wide receiver like Devontae Adams, or like Chris Godwin, or like Allen Robinson, or like Mike Williams hitting free agency, you should want to play with Derek Carr. Because I'm going to be completely honest, Derek Carr might be the most underrated quarterback. That man throws a very beautiful deep ball and throws hard, and he can hit you on full stride as well. Yes, he might not be the best under pressure. He needs to be in the right situation. I understand those kind of those, those things with Derek Carr, but at the end of the day, put in the right situation. You want to play for Derek Carr because he will hit you on full stride, and Devontae Adams can make plays. Devontae Adams will make Derek Carr look so much better. And just thinking about that offense, look at it right now. I mean, Devontae Adams is going to get so many targets. He's going to get a ridiculous amount of targets, and that's exactly where you would want to play if you're Devontae Adams. If not, you can just get you can get money wherever you want to go. Devontae Adams should be the top paid uh, wide receiver, and I believe he will be wherever he goes, whether that's Jaguars who have a bu bunch of money. I mean, Dolphins have a lot of money and can pay him. Uh, the Colts have a lot of money and can pay him. These are a lot of teams that will make Devontae Adams the top paid wide receiver in football because he deserves it. Devontae Adams is the best non-quarterback to hit free agency in the last decade i mean just whoops just a beast of a wide receiver right there and i would love to see him go play in the afc for once i'm so excited to think about the fact that Devonte adams and aaron Rodgers are going to leave our division i mean i have i don't remember the last time i've seen our team not have a um or have seen the packers not have a hall of fame quarterback on their team i mean this just excites me so much this offseason is so exciting for us vikings fans it is so exciting to watch and let me know what y'all think where you think a lot of these uh, players are going to go. See someone say Devontae Adams to the Patriots. Here's the thing with the Patriots. <laughs> I believe this is not going to happen at all. Because here's the thing with the Patriots. They take receivers who are big body receivers. They take, they take tight ends and throw them at receivers. That's what the Patriots do. And if you're Mac Jones, you like that. Because you can hit those big tight ends with their massive wingspan like Hunter Henry. And like, um, who else did they take? Oh, they took they took the Titans... Uh, uh, Jonu Smith, uh, Jonu Smith, Nikhil Harry's a massive body wide receiver. I mean, their entire receiving core is just big guys, big slow receivers is who they are. Devontae Adams doesn't, yes, it, I think that the Patriots should try to get Devontae Adams. I just don't think that that's the right fit for the Patriots because of the way they like to play football, which is weird. They like to look at not only how you can play it, how you can catch the ball and make plays after the catch or how you can run routes. They like to look at how you are at blocking for your running backs, because don't forget if you, if you're a wide receiver for the Patriots, your number one role is trying to make big, big time blocks for your running backs to make uh long plays and plays beyond the sticks. So that's kind of the Patriots ball. And I just don't believe he'll go to play with them, but yeah, you should 100%, 100% want to play LGK DOC says Adams and Carr weren't they teammates at Fresno state. That's right. Derek Carr, because they were they were drafted. Uh, what was I think they were drafted actually three years apart. 
I believe I believe they were drafted three years apart, if I can remember right. But yeah, Derek Carr. You're right. They that would be perfect. Boom, right there. Derek Carr and Fresno St and uh, Devontae Adams uh, re re teaming up. That would be great. We see this happening around the league. We see this happening with the Alabama uh, receiver and quarterback with the Eagles. We see this happening with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase as well. The LSU guys uh, going to play in the Super Bowl. We see this happening around the league, and you love to see it. Maybe is there an LSU quarterback we could bring in? Be a teammate with Justin Jefferson? I don't believe so, but still, that's perfect fit for him. Right there, right there. AJ Green says Kirk only cares about his stats. I think he's ranked 30, 32nd on third down conversions. He's the he is the I just work here guy. I agree. I agree here, but he's ranked 32nd on third down conversions because uh, the best Clint Kubiak and Mike Zimmer got is throwing a tight end screen on third and long. So let's not let's not put that in Kirk Cousins' fault because I, it's all the play calling when it comes down to it. Now sometimes no, sometimes it is Kirk Cousins' fault. I mean sometimes he has a he has he could throw downfield and he's like oh let's throw a quick check down pass to Dalvin Cook after I have a clean pocket. When you have a clean pocket and you're throwing check down passes on third and long, you're making a massive mistake. That is a huge mistake. You have to wait. Checkdowns are for when you're under pressure and avoiding a sack. Instead of throwing it away, you can throw a check down and get a few yard gain. That's when checkdowns make sense. Other than that, they're stupid, especially with how many times the Vikings called that this last year. I mean, don't get me wrong. Dalvin Cook is an amazing after the catch. Don't for, don't get me wrong. But if it's not first down, you don't need to throw a check down when you're not under pressure. It doesn't make any sense. Jordan Hawthorne says McVay still may retire to make more money in broadcasting. Really? I didn't know that. I didn't know he wanted to do broadcasting. That's sick, though. I want to be a broadcaster. That sounds so much fun. But yeah, McVay would 100% be an amazing broadcaster. He's an excellent football mind and would do such a good job at that. I, he said that he wasn't going to retire yet. Um, now, again, like a lot of situations, take that with a grain of salt. You hear players saying that they're going to retire and they never retire. You hear players saying that they're not going to retire and they end up retiring. So uh, people ch can change their mind going forward. But McVay has said that he will stick with the Rams. Uh, and they said he said one more year or um, uh, back to back or whatever he said or something like that. So it's good to know McVay wants to stay with the Rams because that is a fun team to watch. That is such a fun team to watch. And LA should be going up right now. Detroit should be just as happy as well. I mean, such a fun team to watch and McVay should want to stay there. It feels so good for us that uh, McVay decides to stay with the team because we didn't want to risk the chance of Kevin O'Connell staying there. That would suck. Imagine if Kevin O'Connell says that he wants, it would be such a Vikings thing to happen. Kevin O'Connell says that he wants to come to our team we say that we're going to bring him in and then McVay's like, you know what? I'm going to retire. And then Kevin O'Connell stays with them. That would be such a terrible sight to see. LGK DOC says Kirk doesn't know how to improve or improvise when needed. I.e. Yep. 100%. That Stafford passed the cup to win. Kirk wouldn't throw that 100%. 100%. And that's the problem. See, this is when you look at that, it's mostly just coaching because here's the thing. We know Kirk is a talented quarterback. We know he's very very talented quarterback is he 45 million dollars talented absolutely not but we know he's a talented quarterback to where he's at in the top half i'd i'd say if you're if you're making a tier list of quarterbacks i'd give him like th the third tier where he's still in the top half but again nothing it, nothing like nothing patrick mahomes like or aaron Rodgers like but still at the same time he can make big time plays when it comes to coaching kevin o'connell is going to be such a great great fit for him because Kevin O'Connell will get on his back for making a pass like that. If you have a wide open receiver and you throw a, you dump it down for a one yard gain to your tight end or fullback. I mean, Kevin O'Connell's getting at him for that. While yeah, he is, like you said, and I just work here guy. I know the, uh, I, I watch a lot of, um, the scholar North and I know hear a lot of them say that a lot. And I'm like, that's 100% accurate. He is an, I just work here guy shows up kind of just does whatever, gets paid, leaves. I mean, that's exactly the kind of guy Kirk is. I just don't see the same uh, competitive attitude that I see with a lot of other quarterbacks. I mean, even after, I, I, I completely, I completely respect um, sp uh, pe people with good sportsmanship. I completely respect it. However, when you lose a game and you show no emotion, it's painful. It's painful to see your quarterback not show emotion after losing games and then going out onto the field and be like laughing it up, giving the other team high fives. It's like, how are you in such a good mood after you lose a game after you look terrible? I just don't understand that. Like you just don't see the same competitive edge edge with uh, Kirk Cousins that you do with a lot of other quarterbacks. I mean, look at a lot of the 
top quarterbacks in the league right now. You see how competitive they are on the field. I mean, even Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson has excellent sportsmanship. But when he loses a game and he goes out and dabs the players up and says hi, he's not all smiley and happy like Kirk Cousins is. I mean, I just don't see how you could be happy after losing a game. I really don't. I really don't. It's stupid. AJ Green says, yeah, he dumps it off and gives what the defense gives him 100%. He's afraid to take chances and stats. I'm glad you guys agree with me here because it is so obvious. It is right on the screen what is happening. And if all of us can sit on our couch and realize what the problem is, how is it taking the the Vikings organization long this long to realize what the problem is? How is it taking him this long to realize that Mike Zimmer Kurt, and, and Clint Kubiak were holding him back? Even Andrew Janoko. I mean, you can throw him in there. I was a Janoko guy. I like him. But you can throw him into the mix as well. Just the entire coaching staff had to go. It was the right move to move on from our entire offensive coaching staff. We are keeping our wide receiver coach, which is fine. But everybody outside of that, it's it's the right move to move on. It is the right move to move on. And I'm surprised it took them this long. Like, they're two years too late for moving on from Mike Zimmer. They're two years too late. And it's good to see that maybe, hopefully, all of this stops. Hopefully this uh, the same way the Vikings ran their offense the last two years will be done and we can move on and look to the future for this team. I'm really hoping this is the situation that the Vikings are in because there is such there is such a high potential when it comes to our offense. There is such a high potential. We are so we are a top five offense in football. We are arguably the best offense in football when we play our best with Kevin O'Connell leading our offense with this. Um, this running back coach guy, what what is his name? Thomas Brown coming to be our offensive coordinator. This can bring us to the next step. This can completely revamp our offense. It make Justin Jefferson the focal point of our offense. Revolve around the pass. Be a pass-heavy offense. Oh, yeah, we have Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Not saying you can't run the ball. What I'm saying is that you have to be a pass-heavy offense. When I say pass-heavy offense, a lot of people are like, oh, just pass the ball? This is football. You have to be able to pass and run. I understand that. But when I say a pass-heavy team, I mean first, second, third, fourth down. Doesn't matter what down it is. All downs are passing downs. When I say a pass-heavy offense, I mean you're passing on over 70% of the plays and first down, unpredictable. Second down, unpredictable. Unlike the Vikings this last two years, where first and second down was just run, run, pass afterward. I mean, that's the Vikings team that we saw the last two years. And it's good to see we have a completely different team. AJ Green says, can't wait for the KOC press conference today. So excited for this new regime. 100%. I am so pumped. And I've only heard good things about Kevin O'Connell. Now, the only red flag with him that I want to bring up here is, yes, the Rams were a great offense. I mean, just an outstanding offense this last year. That's a Sean McVay-led team. Like, that's a Sean McVay offense. We can't give a lot of the credit to Kevin O'Connell here. Uh, that's a Sean McVay-led team. However, at the end of the day, what you can take from that is maybe Kevin O'Connell learns from Sean McVay. I believe it's almost certain that he will, that he's learned from Sean McVay and can bring a lot of the things that he's learned uh, playing under his coaching tree and bring that to the Vikings. Because let's not forget, a lot of great coaches have come from the Sean McVay coaching tree, and hopefully uh, KLC can join the list of uh, coaches that have come from the Sean McVay coaching tree and have worked out as head coaches in football. It's such a good hiring. I love the hiring so much, and I'm so happy he's coming into this organization now because this is so, this is so exciting to see that it's such a sigh of relief, Vikings fans, to have a completely new regime coming in, and you can completely change how we were the last two years because this last two years has a sour taste in my mouth. Just the fact that the Vikings have spent as much money as they are, restructured as many contracts as they did, and it, none of it worked, and we missed the playoffs the last two years, barely missed the playoffs. Like, it's a sour taste in the mouth, but it's a good sigh of relief to know that we're looking to the future, that we have a completely new regime coming in, and we can now look to the future. And obviously, right now, the big question this offseason, what is going to happen at quarterback with not only the Vikings, but with the, with the Packers? What is going to happen at quarterback for us, and what's going to happen at quarterback for them? Because we might both want to keep our quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins might want to stay with the team. We might want to keep Kirk Cousins. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Same goes for Rodgers. Same goes for Rodgers. They might want to keep Rodgers, but he looks like he does not want to stay there. It looks like he does not want to stay there, and they should respect that for what he's done for their team and trade them away. That would be so fun to watch. Imagine if Rodgers is not traded away from Green Bay and he just goes up and retires. That's even better. Are you kidding me? That's an even better situation. No, that's likely not going to happen. I know Rodgers is an old guy. I believe he's uh, 39 now, if I can remember right. 38, somewhere around there. He's an old guy, so 
you might retire. It's just not going to happen. He's still in his prime. He just came off of back-to-back MVP seasons. How was the MVP this last year? I cannot tell you, but he just came back of back, back-to-back MVP seasons. I mean, he, he's got a lot of juice left in him and wherever he goes, he's going to look great wherever he goes. Just hopefully not with the Packers again. That would be so good to see there. The Packers have had a hall of fame quarterback my entire lifetime. And it'd be so good to see a new era for the for the the it'd be so good to see the Packers go through a rebuild and then us going through our kind of uh, our rebuilding phase as well but we have a lot of talent already on our team a lot of young talent that we can keep um I've talked about the Vikings being a bad bad cap situation Vikings might be what is it 12 million over the cap Packers are in a worse cap situation I believe they're 40 million dollars over the cap so it's good to know that Devontae Adams Devondre Campbell Kevin King Robert Tunyon all those names will likely not return with their team on top of that Aaron Rodgers will likely leave. So such a good situation. Such a good situation to see. I've also uh, just came out of nowhere. I see this now. Why are people talking about Aaron Donald being the best defensive lineman of all time? I mean, I just see this right now. People talking about it. Did we forget that the that nobody can touch Lawrence Taylor as the best defensive lineman of all time? He is by far in the lead for best defensive lineman of all time and maybe best defensive player of all time uh, in NFL history. And people are talking about Aaron Donald. Yes. All credit to Aaron Donald. He's the best out of the last decade. No question. He's the best from the 2010s and still is one of the best defensive linemen. Maybe the best defensive lineman still. All credit to him. But no one can touch Lawrence Taylor as the best defensive lineman of all time. AJ Green says, let's remember that KOC made loot of them play or a lot of them play, studied defenses and came up with game plans for McVay. Yes. So uh, KOC obviously did have his input in their offense, but the one calling the plays and... um and designing a majority of it and having his say was um uh mcveigh which i think is actually an advantage the fact that it wasn't that it wasn't um completely koc it's an advantage that mcveigh had a lot of his input in there and mcveigh was kind of the leader there because now we can see because it was a great led offense but now we can see koc learn from that what i don't want him to learn from is they're running okay why did they run as many times as they did in the Super Bowl? I couldn't understand that. Like, this is the Bengals defense. A Bengals defense that has Chadobi Awozi and Eli Apple starting at quarter. Like, why are you not passing on them all game long when you have Cooper Cup, Odell for half of the game, and on top of that, you still have Van Jefferson. It's not like you have bad receivers. You have arguably the best wide receiver trio in all of football going into there. Now, I get it. You don't have Higby or Robert Woods, but at the end of the day, the easiest way to beat the Bengals is beating them deep, and I couldn't believe that's not what they were doing. <laughs> that's I'm going to be completely honest. Rams should have won that Super Bowl by over 16 points. They should have. They should have. If they called the right plays, they should have won that Super Bowl by over 16 points. This is why when I was sitting down watching that game, I'm like, I sure hope it's not Kevin O'Connell calling these plays. I really hope it's not him. But at the end of the day, it, it was still a great season. Still a great season. And I'm so happy Justin Jefferson is excited about Kevin O'Connell just as much as I am. So good to see him come into this organization. <clears throat> that's going to wrap up this episode of morning kickoff i hope you all did enjoy tuning into this show if you did be sure to write and subscribe to the podcast for more minnesota vikings football related content such a fun episode so good to see kevin o'connell come in we have a lot of big name free agents and we're going to talk about all this on today's or on this uh off season a lot coming forward for this vikings team and a lot coming forward for all of football all news football we will be there thank you all for tuning into this show of morning kickoff have a great day